episode 19 of the I am your friend podcast. I always forget to introduce myself. Um, I'm Aiden Licker. I'm on my face is on the thing. Hey. hey. Uh, and our guest today is our friend Grace, a.k.a. Bev. Bev, me. Uh, hey. Welcome. Thanks. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks I wanted to have me. you on for a while. Um, one of my favorite people in the world. And uh, extremely funny and talented and amazing music taste as well. So thank you. Uh, it just makes sense for me. And West Seneca. Shout West out West Seneca. Seneca. We got to do it. You know. Yeah, I didn't realize like your house is so close to the house that I grew up in. Oh, for real? Yep. Like I lived on that street that Wilson Farms. Oh yeah, now it's 7-Eleven. Yeah, but it was Wilson yeah. Farms forever. Yeah. Yep. Shout out Wilson Farms. Yep, Wilson Farms. Yeah, Wilson Farms was the best because they carried Krispy Kreme. Yeah, right and there were these little like tickets that you could buy a book of and just show up in the morning and turn it in for a coffee. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. I never knew that part of yeah, it. Yeah, I was drinking it at like the bus stop <laughs> in middle school or yeah. some shit. Drinking, drinking Wilson Farms coffee. Yeah, it was like French vanilla cappuccinos out of the machine. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? R yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross. Yeah, just probably, <laughs> probably absolutely disgusting. But in middle school, it's like I'm drinking coffee. Yeah, <laughs> that is funny. Isn't it funny how like when you're a kid and you just like you get to that age where you like want to start drinking coffee just for like the performative part of it of just mm -hmm. being like i'm grown up yeah. yeah yeah and it was like something to do yeah you know like you go to your like meet up with your friends and go sit at denny's yeah and drink coffee yeah or like when dunkin donuts moved in over on like union, union? yeah hitting that spot all the time yeah that's funny it is a very west seneca thing of like you know there's not much going on here and i think that's what's what i like about this town is that just like growing up and it was just like we made the best of what was around yeah you know and like then the little shit matters so much exactly more. so like all there was to do at least like in, in my day of like being in middle school it was like on friday nights once a month in the winter there was open skate at the ice yeah. rink yeah and we would just all go there nobody would skate uh -huh. you just went there to hang out because you knew people would be there yeah you know and that's where like kids were like smoking cigarettes out front you know Absolutely. and smoking weed in the back and i was getting cigarettes like from that stop and gas there yeah like we had to have been like 13 and just at night like yelling across to the like teenage dude who would work there and yeah. getting cigarettes and it's so fucking gross to yeah. think about and like think about what a 12 year old looks like to you now yeah that's straight up a baby right you know yeah that is very funny i was talking about this recently uh i was talking to alex tiberia uh -huh. where i was talking about how when i was like a teenager and would go to shows mm -hmm. and band dudes were like 22 23 and i mm -hmm. like looked at them like they were so old yeah you know what i mean yep. and now yeah and now i'm like i'm 26 and i'm like i yeah. feel old yeah. in the scene you it's know what I mean? weird yeah life is weird how it moves like that but yeah <sighs> yeah it was just open skate and then uh we would walk into mcdonald's Yep. Yep. And go hang out at McDonald's. And then we would hit up like someone in high school to buy us cigarettes, which was hilarious because uh -huh. it was like we were 13 and we were texting like a 16 year old <laughs> to yeah. buy us cigarettes and they would. Yeah. And then we would smoke them under the bridge by the South Gate. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So what my about... whole childhood was a Menzinger song, I feel like, you know. <laughs> what about like a uh, Kiwanis dance? Was yeah. that a thing? Oh, yeah. But Kiwanis dances were like they were four, six, seventh, and eighth graders. Okay. But like. Because I don't know if this was the same way when you were younger. Sixth grade, you were still in elementary school. Yes. And seventh and eighth middle. Yes. Yeah. So sixth graders would all go to the Qantas uh -huh. dances because it was like, oh, it's a middle school dance. Yeah. But then by the time you were seventh grade, you were like, it's mm. just all sixth graders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I went to like every one of yeah. them when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. And uh, but then by the time I was in middle school, I was like, yeah, those are lame. You yeah. Know? Dude, I don't, I don't really remember, but it definitely was like a thing to do growing up and 
I think about that all the time, like how I just said, like, imagine what a 12-year-old looks like to you. Yeah. So, like, they were playing, like, fantasy and, like, those type of songs at Kiwanis dances and kids were, like, humping each other. Yeah, and shit. yeah, for real. Now imagine being, like, a chaperone now. Yeah. And watching, and they were like teachers watching and shit, like, like twelve year olds yeah. fucking drive. Yeah, yo, yeah, I was like eleven to twelve years old, and I remember, um, um, I think, uh, uh, what is that fucking song? Get low? Uh-huh. No, maybe. What's the the apple bottom jeans song? Okay. Whatever the fuck yeah. that song is. That was like hot when I was uh-huh. in like sixth grade, <laughs> and like that was like we were literally all just like grinding, yeah, like children, and yeah. nobody did anything yeah. about it. Yeah, it's like one of those like I I've, I've thought about this so many times. And it's, like, one of those, like, car crash things. Like, you don't want to look, but, like, you, <laughs> you kind of... Like, yeah. I think about right now, what, do I want to see it? No, but, like, I'd like a little fucking brief peek at it. Right, just to see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is... It is funny, man. Kids are fucked. Yeah. We were fucked, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. That was nuts. Um, so you grew up in West Seneca, right? Yes. And then now... Fast forward, and now you are a stylist. Yeah, I never know what the proper term is. Stylist, stylist, colorist. Colorist is more like specific, but that is correct. Yeah, yeah, you're both of those things. Yes, yeah. At Crown, yep. Which your sister, my runs. sister owns. We opened it in 2016, so this fall will be five years. Wow, how exciting! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it's feels awesome. like forever, but not too. You guys have uh, always crushed the uh branding with crown yeah um, i gotta kind of give that all to aaron and evan duckett yeah shout out evan yeah because aaron's whole thing was and like she, <laughs> we were already talking for obvious about her, reasons. But yeah <laughs> she would just kind of wanted to market it like a band and have merch so and that's also and, just like how we grew up yep. and i like not to brag, but Evan is so fucking sick because he gave us this logo that like anybody can wear. It's not fucking lame. It's not like a hand holding a pair of scissors. Like yeah. I don't want that. No, it's literally it's yeah. like that minimalist yeah. crown design. It's yeah. awesome, man. And and I gotta here we go early on in the podcast. Shout out Pat Walker. Pat Walker gets a shout out somehow every episode, and he was he's he was the first person I see wear a crown hat. Yeah, that. But I was um, in Fredonia. That kid has always had a crown hat on, and yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. I don't know, Pat. That's more like Chez. I know Pat right. a little bit, yeah. but um, yeah, he's always had the hat on. So yeah, so, shout and out that's Pat what it was. Is like he got them as soon as they were made, and it was because he knew Chez, yeah. and uh, shout out Chez as well. And uh, <laughs> in 2016, you know, probably when you guys first opened, and that's when Pat and I kind of were starting to be friends. Okay. Uh, I, he would always have that hat on, yeah. and I was just like, what is that? Like, that's such a cool hat. And yeah. he was like, oh, it's a salon. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yep. Like blue. That's exactly what Aaron wanted. She's yeah. like, I want people to see the logo or see the name and not know that it's a salon. And that is so cool. Yeah. And now I have that hat and I wear it all the time yeah, as well. Cool, thanks. Uh, Shout and- out Aiden Licker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um so yeah, so then I remember uh I think the crown account, which is I assume Aaron runs, oh, yeah. yeah, followed me uh-huh. on social media, which is also a, a good move on her part to just like follow people oh yeah because I then mean, i'm gonna click on the page right, right? Yeah. yeah of course and there's always a thing like whether any sort of branding that you're going to be doing where you don't want to do that especially as a band it's like so many people want to be above it of like oh we're not going to follow anybody and i've done it in in bands before because it's like you don't want to seem like yeah. desperate but it's like that's how you have to Dude, do it yeah. and it works and that's what happened is like 
Aaron followed my me with yeah. the crown account and I was like, all right, I already know what this is uh-huh. because of Pat. And it's like, all right, so now I'm going to follow it back. And then I'm seeing all of it and I'm like, yo, this is super cool because yeah. then you guys did the uh, like you got rid of like the gendered haircuts. Yeah, we opened with that right off the bat. That, that was also the was 100 percent Aaron. Um, and it's fucking amazing because you just see other salons follow suit now because it is what it is. Hair's hair. That's like, what I'm saying, dog. And like, mad, like female identifying people who get their head shaved or half of it shaved, and people like you who have long curly hair, like just pay for what you're getting. Thousand percent. Yeah. And that's I, that was really the selling point for me because I was a person who always liked having long hair, mm-hmm. but like how do I you know like I do I go to a salon do I go to a barber yeah. anytime I went to a barber they fucked me yeah. my hair up like yeah. they don't do long hair there it's yeah. not for yeah. me you know and so it was like but I always was like intimidated by salons yeah you know and the one thing I had always heard about crown is like how welcoming mm-hmm. you felt there how people felt like anybody could go there it was a very inclusive place yeah and so it was like all right these are checking all the boxes yeah. of like somewhere that I want to go yeah um and then eventually I remember I was like I didn't know how to do it and so, like, I just, like, went online and just, like, filled something out. Yeah. And uh, Sarah cut uh-huh. my hair the first yeah, time yeah. I ever went there because uh-huh. I didn't know what I was yeah. doing. Uh, and she did a great job. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually, you know, yeah. I, I started getting my hair cut by you. And yeah. uh, I get I, – I told you this recently. Like, I get more compliments on my hair. Like, Love it. Like, for people, like, strangers would be like, I really like how you do that. And I was like, I didn't do any of it. So go to Yeah, crown, but, you know? like – you know, you should give yourself a little more credit because I still feel like there's so many dudes who – don't color their hair yeah. or just think that like you have to like throw a box of bleach from the store on your head at home and like you get what you get yeah like you can ask for a balayage yeah you know right you i felt and, that, and that's what want. i did and i felt yeah. great about it i yeah. learned how to pronounce it properly yeah. it was a whole fun yeah. learning process yeah. and i love that anytime i text you for like advice for my hair <laughs> you get like stoked about I'm it i'm so appreciative yeah it makes a huge fucking difference, yeah. you know? Well, that's the thing is I don't want to fuck up my hair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People so. invest in their hair. You wear it every day. Like, yeah. people have no problem spending money on clothes that you wear once in a while. Right. It's something you have on every day. Yeah, and I'm all I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it seems they continue to keep growing, and things are, are doing really well there. You guys do the, um, what, Shitty Hawkins? Yes. Um, that is, like, a premise that came up. I think it was, like maybe like the night before Thanksgiving or one of those nights when everyone gets all fucked up. And we were <laughs> partying at the pink and we went to Pat's house and this was like, yeah, dude, it had to have been like right around when crown opened and we're like, you know, we should have like a, a party, just an excuse to have a party. And it was like so early on that Pat was like, I'll fucking buy all the booze. I'll supply yeah. all the booze. And the, we're in, like, in class, whatever, I assume dude. we're talking about Patrick Galante. Yes. Right? Shut up, Pat. And we, like, when we made our, like, backdrop for that party, that was just, like, a fuck, like a sheet and, like, airbrush cans in Love Aaron's it. basement. Like, we started off super DIY, and it still kind of is. Yeah. Um, But it has grown so much, and Shitty Hawkins has taken off amazing yeah. i started going better. to those before i even like got my hair cut yeah. there yeah. you know what i mean yeah it was just like i knew it was just where our, all the homies were gonna yeah. be so. good time good cause why not yeah so hopefully we'll get to do another one next year yeah probably yeah uh 
Yeah, Shitty Hawkins, for anybody uh, listening that doesn't know, it's an event that benefits the Pride Center of Western New York. I think that's what they're mm-hmm. called. I follow yep. them on Instagram yeah. because of that. Yep. Uh, and it's a super fun party. It's always got a fun theme. Um, I think the ones that I've attended were, I think one was like a beach party. Yep. Uh, the, and then there was the 90s themed one. Yep. I think maybe maybe we've done two 90s now. We did yeah. a... 70s and 80s i don't know we're out of shit so whenever we yeah. like get to I, have one we're just gonna have a fucking party yeah hell yeah 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 no, I and guess. like i'm definitely gonna have aaron hire vacationer again because yeah, that was so sick that was super cool um i did have a really good time and it was weird uh seeing like my childhood like pop punk hero Doc, making like me. house music in front yeah. of me and I'm just like, I don't know how to feel about this, oh. but I'm going to have a good time. Dude, okay. I dance my ass off. Here's the thing. Yeah, your childhood hero, I feel that because I still have the garbage can from my like room growing up and written on the side of it. We use it for recycling now. Shout out recycling. <laughs> and it just says Kenny Vasoli with a heart around it. Oh, and wow. I probably did that when I was 13. Um, so... Yeah, I had been into Vacationer, but Vacationer never, like, they don't tour much. Yeah. So when we were, like, looking about, like, who we could hire as our parties started to grow, it was, like, a no-brainer. That's absolutely who we wanted to hire. And it was so sick because he just came and basically, like, played a show for us. Yeah. And not many people were aware beforehand but like there were a good group of people there who like knew and are very big vacationer fans and it was such a treat yeah i expected him to just get up and do his like dj sets and then he started like singing his own songs it was a, oh for real it was an amazing moment yeah if you were with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah so uh, Kenny from the starting line uh, if you're listening to this podcast I hope you're familiar with the starting line I've talked about them on here plenty of times and they um, were like my gateway yeah they were uh, for me like they were the band that when I first started writing music they were my favorite band mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of like they've always kind of stuck with me and writing music is just always kind of that's just like my roots yeah. you know in songwriting has always come from that's the why we line, get so. along I think the yeah. starting line is like you know, when I was a kid, I was like, obviously liked Blink-182 and sure. MXPX and shit like that. But I think that the starting line and the early November were the two bands that like made me go that way. Um, and it's really just drive through records. Yeah. I'm a, definitely a drive through guy. Is the... Uh... Uh, second time I've had a conversation about drive through records on the show it was because the fucking best. Yeah, Anthony Muser when uh, yeah he, he I listened on, to yeah, that one. At the yeah. end, we just went on a big whole... Muser fan, so I yeah. did tune into yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I feel like you were like a drive through guy, or maybe you were like a victory, victory guy, yeah, yeah. and like you know I liked some on there, but drive through was like. My mom would come home and I would be watching the drive through records DVDs for like the 600th time. I just watched uh, over the weekend. Uh, I was hanging out with Alex Tiberia and we were sitting on my back porch and we were watching um, some YouTube video. It's like a Fuse Fest or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like Starting Line, Alistair, uh, Finch. Okay. Uh, uh, 
who was the uh, homegrown. Okay. It was like a bunch of drive-through bands. Yeah. It was like interviews with them, like before they played this like set or whatever. Yeah. Census Fail was on oh, there. Oh yeah. And that uh, was a big one. It was really funny to watch because it's just so 2002. Oh man. Like it's I know. like. Uh, I love it. I think it was Alistair. They were all wearing short sleeve button ups with like huge ties. Oh. Every single person in the band. And I was just like, oh my god, like, yeah. What were you thinking? But it was like such the thing dude yeah i mean some of the early starting line videos are like polo shirts and puka necklaces yeah and like bad bleached hair yeah that was the vibe i love it yeah yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) kenny uh someone brought that up yesterday i was hanging out with some people and i heard someone say something about puka shell necklaces and i was like what are you talking about puka shell necklaces and they're like oh we're talking about the starting line (laughs) like swear to so it's so funny that you brought that up like literally that was the connection um yeah the starting line is sick and i loved um those live streams they did yes. uh, during the the height of the pandemic, which I believe hopefully was the height. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, those were awesome. Yeah, I bought the vinyl good. for those. You got all of them. Yeah, nice. I had to, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're also a huge record collector too, like me. Yeah, I guess it didn't really. That wasn't my plan. Yeah, like that was. I mean, both of my parents were collectors, but it just I didn't really. It wasn't going to be my thing. And then I get a record player and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to get like a couple of my favorite albums. And then that shit goes out the window. So fucking Very cool. It's like tattoos. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. When I first got into vinyl, it was like, um, I mean, as a kid, I was always like obsessed with it for some, I don't know. I'd be curious to like try to figure out, like pinpoint it to why I was so mm-hmm. obsessed with the idea of were records. your parents music people I mean yeah but we were I mean growing up like how I got into music was like it, living in South Buffalo my dad had a like Fisher stereo system in the corner of our living room and it was just like a whole like console I still have it it's in my basement and then two like floor standing speakers but it was just CDs and tapes but I would just go through like and underneath it is where we kept all the CDs and I literally like as a toddler would sit in front of it mm-hmm. and just find album covers I thought looked cool and just pop them in and I'd sit right in front yeah. of the speakers and I'd just listen to them and find whatever yeah. whatever I liked and that's how I really formed my music taste but there was something I about I feel like I still do that now. Yeah. You know? Like that doesn't stop. Yeah. Because I think that's also like you should I just think you should buy your music, right? Like I can go off all day about how people should pay for their hair color. Yeah. And it's the same shit. It's just somebody's art. And somebody asked me recently, like, oh, do you even feel that way about bigger artists? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Like if you are putting so much time and like your insides into that and people have it forever yeah like you can pay fucking 20 bucks dog you heard it everybody new post prom album coming out next month don't forget buy it (laughs) um but yeah like that's still part of it is like getting it and seeing the cover and reading all the lyrics on the inside and like that's a whole that was the best thing i remember uh i was i had the album or the cd uh no helmets no pads just balls by simple plan okay and I was maybe like seven mm-hmm. and I had the CD and I was listening to it like in, was that the first one? Might have been the, yeah, I think so. It was the one with, I do anything on it and I'm just a kid yeah. and addicted. With It was black with those like three little symbols. I think um, there was like a broken heart. Maybe. Yeah. Well the one, so 
I think there were a few different versions of it. There probably the, was. The Spotify album cover is different. Okay, the Spotify shit's probably very different than what the it was. The original CD I had, and this is probably why it changed, was them in a hotel room with oh, yeah, like a I bunch of bridesmaids, uh-huh. and they were all yes. like half naked. Yeah, I think I'm just maybe thinking of their logo from the time. Yeah. I was yeah, yeah, into yeah. them back then. Yeah, I mean, that that album, I mean, even to the, today, I'm yeah. still like that as a fire. And I feel the same way about like The Young and the Hopeless by The Good Charlotte. Like, I'm Great like, album, dude, like, too. I loved both of those. And I was, I was talking to people about this recently and people were like ah you know i wasn't into it it was too corny it was too commercial and i'm just like dude but like objectively if you like remove those elements from it like it was it's a very good record like the songs are so well written yeah like yeah it is professionally done and commercially done but it's like that's what you, you get a good product when you Who do that fucking cares? yeah right isn't that like the goal and it was I produced mean... by eric valentine who did Third Eye Blind self-titled yeah. and he did uh he did a bunch of like yeah. really good records yeah. and it was also uh the dude from Goldfinger, uh, I don't remember his name. Somebody who's listening to this is yelling, who does like the Blink stuff now. But, okay. Um, people who are like respected people in the scene. So like, yeah. Fuck off. Um, but yeah, the, anyway, the, the Simple Plan CD, and I had it in like a, a Discman, mm-hmm. you know, like in my parents' minivan, probably on the way to church or something, <laughs> and listening to it with the headphones that like wrapped around the back. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I was listening to it and just, you know, enjoying my time not bothering anybody <laughs> and then my brother danny being the shithead that he is seven years older than me uh so he was a, you know a teenager at this time uh takes the cd case away from me and hands it out to my mom and goes look what aiden's listening to because oh, they had a bunch yeah. of half-naked girls in the yeah. front and i'm like bro i don't give a shit what's on the cover dude i'm seven yeah like i like reading the lyrics yeah. i like you know like whatever and my mom <laughs> takes the booklet and hands me the case back it's oh. like you don't need the booklet and i'm oh like oh my god the booklet's the best part like yeah and, and the cover is my least favorite yeah part. like i yeah, literally yeah. don't care you know what i have a booklet story Back where they had Kiwanis dances. Yeah. I used to take gymnastics there when I was a kid. At the Kiwanis Center. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of like your fucking summer there, you have to like choose a song and make your own routine. So, dude, I'm young and I choose some song off of like a very early Sugar Ray album, like earlier than what anything would you would know. Yeah. And I think it, the album might have been called like Lemonade and Brownies. And there was a naked lady on the front of it. And I remember them being like, you can't like every other girl's doing fucking balance beam routines to like NSYNC. And this is the one I bring in. And it was like, just because of the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, can't do that. Isn't that crazy? How like, I don't know. And I gave no shit about the cover. Right. Exactly. Like not even thinking about it. But just like how much things changed of just like how how much people gave a shit about stuff that just like didn't matter. Yeah. You know, about those kinds of things like yep. back in like, you know, the nineties and the yeah. early two thousands was just like, it was a very like parents just like at the turn of the century, just like had no idea what was going on, but just <laughs> yeah. tried to shelter their kids from everything. Yeah. Although I'm sure your parents were probably pretty cool with whatever you were doing because they were both. Yeah. They were very cool with everything we were doing, but also like, I think we were pretty good kids. Yeah. Like, I remember they would be like, so the worst thing they want to do is get their fucking nose pierced. Like, sure. Like, let's let them get their nose pierced. Yeah, I was yelling across the street at Stop and Gas and maybe smoking weed at the Southgate Plaza, but like harmless shit. Right. There's a lot worse that could have happened. Absolutely. And, you know, at least in my personal experience from what I've seen, like the people who end up getting into the hard shit are the people whose parents like tried so hard not to get them to yeah. do anything. Yeah. You know, and that was what a, a, 
thing I learned once I got to Fredonia was like, because my parents were pretty cool at the same time, you know, same yeah. kind of way. But it was also because I was the second youngest of six. So yeah. by the time they got to me, they it were like, like, all right, dog, like, just don't be an idiot, yeah. you know? Um, but like, so for me. <laughs> all right, dog, don't be an idiot. <laughs> straight up. And like I said, that right to my face as a 14 year old. Uh, no, so I, I, you know, and then when I went to Fredonia, I go away to school and like, I'm good. Like, you know, like I partied through high school. Yeah. I, you know, I yeah, because you have older siblings. Yeah, my friend Hannah's like that. Like yeah. she's significantly it's a very, younger. Very, very important dynamic. Yeah, in her lives. sister brought her around. She was like way too cool then. By that time, right? Yeah. So like by the time I get to Fredonia, like I'm good. Like yeah. I don't need to. But there's these kids that all get to college that like their parents were like helicopter parents, mm. and then they get to college and they're like, oh my god, I'm free, oh, and they just go way too hard, way too fast. Yeah. You know, and they end up getting fucked up yeah. and everything like yeah, that yeah. and so I think it's way you know at least from my experience of how my parents were with me just like you know yeah because then it's just like you're like it's a level amount of like you being crazy and fucking right. and weird yeah because there I think those like spikes in it right because I think kids naturally want to rebel yeah you know at some point so it's like you can't control them forever you know? yeah I think honestly my rebellion was when I like thought that I was gonna like buy the Nelly CD (laughs) because it was like so out of character for what I was into and what my family was into and it was like you know some kids rebel and like dye their hair like a weird color or like get like an emo phase and I was like it was kind of the opposite like I tried to go normie for a second Whoa. And that's like Whoa. concerning. That's so goddamn funny that yeah. that's like yeah. the rebellious. Yeah. yeah. That is funny as hell. Wow. That you were like, you know, you grew up in kind of this like. Yeah. And yeah. I've talked about that with Lindsay being like, if Zoo has a rebellious stage, it might be her being a normie for a second. Right. When yeah. you just like want to fit in. Right. But you're too cool to fit in. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. That is so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I remember getting the Nelly CD and I was like, just trying dog. Like I loved like Britney Spears and Destiny's Child and shit like that. But like I was really trying with Nelly, I think. Yeah, that was a reach. Sure. There I've (laughs) had times like that for sure. You know what? Actually, what's funny is like when I got into high school, like I was the only not only, but like there were not a lot of kids that were still into pop punk. Yeah. So I was in high school. So what from, year is that? I'm in high school from 2009 to 2013. Okay. okay. So 2009 things yeah, are kind of dying out. out. Yeah. yeah. So like I mean even like like early middle school like for, so for me like fourth grade to like eighth grade for me is like Fall Out Boy, Paramore. Oh my god. Panic at the Disco. My yeah, Chemical those are Romance. all of my bands. Yeah. Right. So those were like from like I was 10. Yeah. You know I remember the very first Paramore CD, you know, like I've been, and that's one thing I don't think a lot of people know. He's like, I am a day one Paramore fan. Like day one, I was, you know, my first band I ever played, we tried to cover Paramore and realized this band's super good and (laughs) it's just never going to happen. So let's go back to covering Blink-22. Yes. Um, But I loved like, yeah, Fall Out Boy, Paramore, Panic at the Disco, uh, My Chemical Romance, all the all American Rejects, all the yes. all those bands that were that like yes, almost, that was my high school years. Right, yeah. That so makes sense. that was like two thousand three to seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a moment, dude. Right. That was, that was like that is the icon for me. Yeah, that, I'm with you. That is like, 
I feel like me and my friend Jordan where my dad was taking us there twice a week for like a, a couple years and shit was so good. There were yeah. so many good shows. And Paramore used to fucking play in Buffalo like once a month. Right. Like there's just nothing like that now or just the scene is not the same now. Yeah. I mean it's all different. Streaming, <sighs> it's all different. Streaming happens yeah. and then you know, I don't know. And yeah. Throw a pandemic on it. And it's probably going to switch around again. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. But my point being is that in um, when I got to high school, a day to remember was the biggest band. Okay. So like 2009 is when they came out with Homesick. They uh-huh. came out with Homesick like September of my freshman year of high school. Okay. And everybody was like, pop punk sucks. What were they on to? What do you mean? Like, like what were they moving on to? Okay. Post hardcore. Okay. And it was like a day to remember of Mice and Men uh parkway drive uh who else was in that uh devil wears prada okay those were like the big bands yeah. that, that people listen to um, yeah m- missed me with that yeah. at I'm least for like alternative people like obviously there were still main streets like rap was huge yeah so like same thing around that time like um drake starts okay. coming out okay. mac miller like early early drake mac miller i uh, you know that kind of era of hip-hop was huge also uh Lil Wayne was huge. Mm, yep. Middle school, high school, Lil Wayne was everything. Mm-hmm. Um so like and that's kind of and I love both like hip hop and yep. like rock music. So um probably like pretty equally. So uh and that's probably why is just because of that era that I I was in high school and it was just like uh unavoidable. Um but yeah, so like but I was still just into that kind of like I just wasn't into I mean I was but I wasn't you know it was like I tried the point I was trying to get to is like how you, you were, were with the Nelly CD I was like yeah, yeah I like the devil wears yeah. Prada and then I was just like I don't I don't though yeah yeah <laughs> I like the day to remember yeah. Yeah. but that was that was basically it but um that was me trying and and that was most of high school I feel like is like I don't get it but I'll I'm gonna try to like it because my friends like it yeah you know yeah and yeah it's a weird thing because in high school, what I liked was what was going on within yeah. that scene. So it is weird to be on the outside of that, but I would have been too because that's just not... Right. I it was w- a weird time for yeah. me. But luckily, Pop Punk only died for like a few years, um, which is funny because the album Homesick by Day to Remember, like in hindsight, is a Pop Punk album. Like it which really is. Which one is that? What that's are like one the with, singles uh, on that uh, Have Faith in Me, Downfall of Us All. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. It okay. is like it's just pop punk was screaming. Yeah. Like essentially. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of like also four years strong Yep. Yeah. So four years strong comes out. Like I just start I discovered four years strong pretty late. I think I didn't get into four years strong, like which was still early on for yeah. four years strong. It was already like senior year. Yeah. Or like the year after. Even. Yeah, uh, two thousand six. Okay. Yeah, was, that makes uh, sense. Rise or die trying. Yeah. Um, so, but I didn't, I discovered that album when I was a sophomore in high school and okay. I was like, I really like this. Yeah. It so was I, an awesome album. Yes. And it was very different. Yeah. Right. Like, they were so ahead of their time. Really doing they were that so then. ahead of their time. Yeah. So four years strong, set your goals. Yep. Um, Love set your goals. I had, you know, I had met a friend who was like through the local music scene, uh, who had showed me four years strong and set your goals. And so it was like rise or die trying and mutiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just like these two great albums. Uh, phenomenal albums that just I was like it was a different kind of pop punk than yeah. Easy Core or whatever they yeah. called it, but I loved that shit. But then we got like The Wonder Years, Transit, Story So Far, this like 
new age yeah. pop punk that I was like 16 years old. So it was like, you know. That's a real treat for you. So like people who were around when like Enema, if you were like 16 years old when Enema the State came out, you know uh-huh. what I mean? It was like, that was, yeah. for me, it was like the upsides and suburbia and um, uh, under soil and dirt and uh, listen and forgive by uh-huh. transit. Like those were like my albums. Yeah. And it was like, but nobody, like I didn't have any friends that listened uh-huh. to it, you know? So I never went to shows or anything cause I would have had to go by myself. So yeah. Yeah. But then I, and then I kind of fell out of that music and, and just went into hip hop cause that's yeah. what my friends liked. But then when I got to college, I read, that's when like, you know, I meet Pat Walker and all these, all these other friends that I've met, um, that were into that music. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you. Where were you guys yeah. like 10 years yeah, ago? Yeah. You know? They all went you to West finally... East is what the problem was. <laughs> Wait, did you go to West? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is wild. I know I just went on a bunch of fucking dumb rants about music, <laughs> no, but this is what always happens yeah, when we yeah. talk. Um, uh, can we talk about your dad a little bit? Sure. Because your dad uh, was the fucking man um, and the an best. absolute legend. Uh, and and growing up in your household had to be just oh my God, another, another, another life or another world. My, the word I'm for. I feel like this is going to go back to us talking about music again, but every well, yeah, thing in whole... my life revolves around that. And um, yeah, that's why we're such close friends. Yeah. And I think you have impeccable taste. Because <sighs> Thank you so much. It's the same as mine. I also think I have impeccable taste. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, music has fully shaped everything. So it was so important and I'm so glad he realized how important it was that like, in high school, I don't care if it's like a Tuesday, there's some little emo band that nobody's ever heard of that's playing in Syracuse that night. Like, Dad, will you take us? Absolutely. Every yeah. fucking time. And the three hours there and the three hours back, we were listening to Say It Like You Mean Up by the Starting Line on repeat the whole fucking yeah. time. And he didn't care. And he did that forever. And like, I always think about this one specific time when I had gotten into the early November hard they were my favorite band for a very long time basically till Paramore came around and um I hadn't had a chance to see them yet my parents were on vacation in Florida and it got announced on a whim that they were playing at Water Street in Rochester and I'm like what am I gonna do yeah like I'm not old enough to drive I absolutely need to see this band. I was probably like 14, 15. Sure. It was like, I am going to see, yeah, I'm going to see this band or I'm going to die. Like, what am I going to (laughs) do? You know, it's so important to you. You think you can't ever miss it. And my dad's in Florida and I'm like, I know he would take me, but what am I going to do? So like, I call him panicking and he like calls my friend's dad and is like, I will pay you to take her there and I'll pay for you to have dinner when you're there waiting for the show to be over. And he took us and my dad paid him to take us to that show. Wow. Like that's how important, you know? Yeah. And like, I just, I'm also still like, I love those bands now. Yeah. This many years later. Right. So it wasn't just some little emo band, you yeah. know? He and knew he how knew it. it was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what, like, when you tell me these stories, it's just like, wow, like, to have a, you know, that childhood of, like, because your parents were both very passionate music lovers, you know? Yeah, my mom was more, knew. like, she was into, like, punk music, like... Wow. 
like the Sex Pistols or Moans, like David Bowie, and then it started going like Echo and the Bunnymen and that kind of shit. And my dad was very like the Beatles, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, like that. And then I don't know how anything else yeah. happened, yeah, but music was just a staple, and he made it possible to like go to shows two nights right. a week when I was a kid and made it possible for my friends to do that. So was his like involvement in the music industry, like his full-time gig? Yeah. 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 And actually my mom never had to work. <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> nuts. I like, it's so funny how different the times are Oh dog. just because it's, it's like, wild. I don't know if there's anybody, unless you're like a top level exec at it, like Sony music. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's many people in the music industry that are, yeah, you know, surviving off of just that job alone, you know? Yeah. And I mean, he did for a while and we, we never had like a lot, but we, my mom didn't work and we were still fucking privileged. Yeah. We got to go to Florida every once in a while. Like yeah. our friends were always welcome over, you know, like yeah. it was, that was pretty similar yeah. with, with my upbringing was like, you know, my parents were both, in the restaurant or in the service industry, you know, we, mm -hmm. they had a bunch of fucking kids at home. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we, we didn't, you know, we had, we had food every yeah. day, you know, yeah. we had, we yes. had, yeah, we were had all right Christmases, you yeah. know, it wasn't anything like, you know, anything outlandish, but it was, yeah. it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it, so shit was, it was good when it was good, but literally at like around the time that you could start downloading music was like it just slowly it's just not my dad was an independent record promoter so like he needed to get shit played on the radio he needed these bands to hit up like you know albany syracuse rochester buffalo cleveland like the whole fucking bit like you used to have to do that yeah and that's why like paramore used to play in buffalo once a month yeah. for a little while because yeah, you would like, come hit yeah all the surrounding cities just, yeah and that's what you do and like how i was saying that early november show got announced like that like there wasn't notice like now we buy tickets for shit that's over a year away like then it was like oh next week i have to go to like these shows that just got announced and i have to go to fucking tops to buy my ticket yeah, so funny i wish i still i wish it was still that easy sometimes yeah. Yeah, I know it is. It is weird. Um, now everything's just like mobile. Yeah, you know, it's like there's no. And, and I have a box full of ticket stubs that I think is dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's like I don't think I'm putting any more ticket stubs. In yeah, there. and like you, you just you don't have to like hustle tour like that like you used to in right, the yeah, beginning. Yeah, because now it's about branding. It's all branding. You get your just, shit online, dog. You yeah. can create a fan and you have base. You to be marketable. You can go and start playing your shows and have fans like yeah. you got your fans before by playing shows Correct. and people yeah. seeing that happen. And it just doesn't work like that so much anymore. And I feel like the first band that I realized that was happening with was Panic at the Disco because they got their fucking deal before they ever even played a show. Right. And they had, I remember when they came out and they were also very ahead of their time and yeah. nobody else was doing and it. And super young. Yeah. And Brendan Urie was like 17. I believe it. And they had like uh, two demos on MySpace and that was it. And they already had a fucking deal and look at them now. Yeah. And like, 
I'm sh- like, dog, they never even played a show before. Yeah. You know, well, they it's were wild. Like, Pete once was friends with somebody yes. in the band. Yeah. I know that's how yeah. they, they yeah. came to be. But um, yeah, it is crazy how much it, it changes. Uh, that like basically like the idea of like your dad's job yeah. like just would never exist today. Yeah, you know, like within the past 10 years, I have gone out to Fredonia with my dad a couple times where he would like speak in one of the music classes. Mm-hmm. And I feel he's like me where like there was part of him where he was just like, I don't know if this is what you like should be doing yeah Yeah. i don't know if you know what you're signing up for i don't know if you like think this job is what it is yeah you know and he was just blatantly honest yeah i wish he could have uh spoken to me (laughs) when i was in fredonia for music business yeah i sat in on a couple of those i've never i never went to college so it was like fucking bizarre yeah it's weird yeah it is weird yeah college to me was weird just because it was just like i don't know i was 18 years old and i just went because i Thought, thought I was, yeah, yeah. Thought I was yeah. supposed to, yeah. not knowing anything about the cost of it. I just yeah. was signing papers. Well, I mean, and, I think that's what most people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As an eighteen-year-old kid, you're pretty dumb. Yeah, you're pretty naive. Yeah. And just, honestly, the only reason I didn't was because I was already doing hair. You yeah. know, but like, I probably, if I wasn't doing hair, would have been like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. Yeah, and that was my whole thing. It's like I just wanted to make music, so I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna go to do. I guess I'll go study music business. It would make sense. And I'll study audio production and just use that to try to benefit me in my dream, you know? Yeah. And then I graduate and my parents are like, well, what are you going to do now? And I'm like, I'm hmm. going to keep making music. Yeah. They're like, well, you got to pay off these loans. And I'm like, these what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Dude, yeah. My dad went to college to be like a fucking history teacher and he graduated and immediately started working in radio. Wow. Never touched it. Yeah never that's phenomenal yeah thank god my life would literally be 500 percent different yeah i don't think crown would even exist if it if my family didn't go down the music road yeah that's so weird it is weird butterfly effect kind of thing yeah yeah wow and i wonder what it was that just like got him into that made him take a job at radio just maybe just needed a job and just went for something like that he was just a music lover yeah he um has this scrapbook that he has ticket stubs, handwritten set lists, backstage passes, everything from his first concert till Saved his everything. last. This thing is insane. Yeah. And it's so cool because like there's like he gets to see the Beatles and it costs five dollars and fifty cents. He saw the Beatles. Yeah, Doc. And he was born in 51, so my sure. dad was older. Um, and then there's like... But like the Beatles didn't like play a lot, especially <laughs> in the States. Like, yeah, well, he got to see There's maybe like him. 15 shows they ever did here. I know? don't know that. Yeah. yeah. So that's very it's pretty cool. pretty fucking wild. <laughs> um, and then there's like photos he took himself of like Jimi Hendrix. It's just fucking insane. And there's everything in there and it goes through the years. And then you can literally see where it's like... He's taking my sister to see like the Smashing Pumpkins and shit like that. And then he's taking me to see Hanson. <laughs> and then he's taking me to see Paramore. Yeah. And the early November and all this, everything, whether it was his show or something for one of us, is in there. 
as thorough as it could be. It's literally perfect. He wanted to make it into like a coffee table book for years. Yeah. And it just kind of like kept getting away. And then like uh, last last winter, the last winter he was alive, um, we just were like hanging out, spending time together. And I wanted to go through the scrapbook. We spent like two and a half hours and we just made it through the first half. Wow. And it was that was the first time I had gone through it in quite a while. Um, and he was so shocked that like I was had so many questions and was so intrigued and interested by it because to him he was like, oh, this is like old people shit, you know, but it's fucking fascinating to anybody who gives any shit about any music. Yeah. And so that's something that me and Aaron have to get done. We yeah, got to we got to do that for him and make yeah. it a book and get it published and it's Yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah, and wow. people should see what, it. Right, exactly. Yeah. What an amazing thing to have. And like there's so many like little things like maybe he went out to like drink with one of the acts after my dad didn't drink. He probably took him out or something and there will be like a napkin from that place in there. He's had everything. Dad was a legend, man. And like in, in every sense of the word, um, yeah. as not just like what he did in the music industry, but just like in general. Yeah. Like, what a legend. Yeah. I was, I feel very honored that I got to meet. I only met him once. Yeah. I met him at Queen of Heaven. Oh my God. And yes. just like, just the, the yep. sweetest guy. Oh such yeah. Such a nice guy. He and, was uh, showing up for the fried dough and a slice of pizza uh, and yeah. then like walking real slow back home. Yeah. Yeah. He was chilling. <laughs> um, did they live in, in your childhood home? Yeah. Seneca? Yeah. That's the only house I ever lived in until wow. I moved out. Um, before me and Aaron are five years apart. So before I was born, they lived with Aaron on like, um, Norwood downtown, yeah. um, for a little while and then moved out to West Seneca. Wild. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember when I first met him, I didn't like, I knew he was an important person because uh-huh. I'd heard his name, yeah. but I didn't really know anything about him. Right. So I'm meeting him and just like, Oh, this is my friend's dad, mm-hmm. you know? And then Jay Zubricki later is like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, do you understand like who Bruce Moser is? And I'm like, I mean, not really. He's like, without Bruce Moser, you do not have you too. Oh, you do yeah. not have the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. You do not have the tragically hip. Yeah. Like just started naming all these legendary yeah. bands. And I'm just like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, and then, uh, you know, went down the rabbit hole and just yeah. was like, oh my God. And yeah. I just like, you know, and to me, he was just my friend's dad. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. Was, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, one of like my favorite things that I got to do with my dad was we went to a couple of his friends got married in Ireland um, like I know. four years ago. So that is so the, who the the bride Katie and Dan is my uncle's niece. Okay, I love her. Yeah, I don't know her. Yeah, they are. <laughs> She's just it's like my aunt, my aunt who I'm blood related to her husband's niece. And he like what was funny is when your dad passed away, uh-huh. he came up to me and was like, "Did you know who Bruce Moser?" Uh-huh. He's like, "You're a music guy." Uh-huh. He's like, and I was like, "Yeah, it was my friend's yeah. father, you know." Yeah. And he was like, "Oh my god!" He was like, "He yeah," and told me the whole Ireland story. Yeah. That so go ahead yeah. And talk. So, anyways, like that was his friends were getting married there, and they were like, "You have to come because." Long story short, my dad set up this fucking onstage proposal at a U2 concert for them, whatever. So they, like, didn't even know my dad. My dad did this for strangers because that's how he is. 
And then they are wonderful people, so are all excited about this engagement. They get in touch with the mutual friend, and they're like, we want to take Bruce out to dinner to say thank you. So they take him out, and they're like, we're going to get married in Dublin. You have to be there. And my dad, like, Bono and you two had tried to get my dad to go to Ireland forever. And I don't know why he never did. He would always just be like, I don't have a passport, you know? I think he just, like, didn't think he the, could the, or should be able to go. The weight of that statement... Bono trying to get my dad to go to Ireland that is just like hearing that is nuts yeah sorry so um they were like no like you have to come and uh so my dad started talking about it and I was like dad if you're going to fucking Ireland I am going to Ireland like I am being your date yeah and Katie and Dan are fucking incredible and amazing people and let me go with my dad. And God, I'm so fucking thankful because I got to go to Ireland with my dad for his first time. That was like a dream of his. And um, are you of Irish heritage? Yeah. Yeah, same. But on my mom's side. Oh, okay. But um, like, that's the only reason like I would want to go there. Is yeah. Just it's like, ah, my ancestors are from here. Whatever. Honestly, for my dad, it was you too. Yeah. You know? Um, so... He weed brain. Dude, this happens to me all the Where's time. Where's I this going podcast. with this? Uh, you oh, get to okay. Ireland with okay, you and your okay. dad. So we get to Ireland, and like Katie, the bride, is obviously a diehard YouTube fan. Sure. So Katie sets up this little like taxi tour for her and my dad one afternoon that like. You have this guide who like takes you to all the YouTube spots, like where they played their first show. I can't believe that. Well, the houses they grew up in, whatever. And so I, um, I didn't have shit to do this day in Ireland. Why the fuck would I? So I'm like, okay, I'll just like tag along with them. So we get into this car and my dad just immediately is schooling the driver on all things YouTube, like he the dude would say something and my dad would respond to it and then the dude started being like like and then my dad like let on his story and i just sat in a car with three people like you two is they are amazing people and they've done a lot for my family i am not really a fan of their music and never have been so I'm, i'm i'm just like sitting in the car and i'm listening to these three people just fucking melt over this band and it's everything to them and they know so much and it means so much to them and I'm like my god this is fucking amazing I had the time of my life and I didn't care for one second about what was actually like going on yeah and then that same night I had plans to meet up with um this person named Chris who I had never met he was just like a Paramore fan from Ireland that we had followed each other online for like a few years. And when I first like posted a year before the trip, like, oh, I'm going to Ireland, whatever. He reached out and was like, if I happen to be around when you're there, like, let's hang. So a year later, he was and he met me at the hotel. And also, I think about how weird this was for my dad, probably, because I was like, 
I'm going to meet up with this. Chris is this like six foot three Irish dude, but he is very gay and there is nothing to fucking worry about. But my dad, I was just like, I'm going to go meet up with this person that I met on the internet. Yeah. yeah. So my like hundred pound dad like waits outside <laughs> with me um, for Chris to come and he ends up meeting me. We go out and we go to some bar and we sit there like on uh, bar stools facing each other like our faces a foot apart and just like melt and gush about Paramore for like three hours. In Ireland? Yeah. Love that. And I'm like, dude, this is exactly what my dad was doing. This is a person I've never even fucking met before in a completely different country. But we just so happen to love the same band. So now we're here together doing this it was wild insane i love that shit man and and similar to you how you were saying is like you know a band you're not really interested in if i am in sitting in a car with three people <laughs> who are super passionate about something yeah. i'm not into i can listen to them mm-hmm. talk about it for six mm-hmm. hours you know what i mean yeah it was awesome yeah that's amazing um good segue to talk about paramore uh-huh. so growing up as the like biggest paramore fan there uh-huh. is and now, you know, the company that you work for now works directly with Haley Williams company, Good Die Young. Yeah. And you've met her and you've worked professionally with her. Yeah. Tell me about it. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. It never gets old to me. I, and I constantly have to check myself when things are like moving slow with work stuff. I have to be like, damn, even just a couple of years ago, I would want to be here so bad right now. And I do check myself. I'm very aware of that. And like I Good Die Young launched the same year that Crown did. And I knew that I was going to work for Good Die Young in some aspect before they ever knew it. Like I had never had like a career goal, but I was like, okay, so now you're meshing hair and with a hair dye company that is owned by the singer of my favorite band for half my life and it's good like the product is fucking good like yeah dog i'm fucking sold why like why would that not be a career goal for me you know it's It's a no fucking brain yeah so like i just also feel super lucky about that and i remember being 15 16 years old at the icon and just talking to Haley and she knew that I did hair and would say that like if she wasn't doing this she would want to go to hair school and shit and it's just (laughs) I mean when we worked Bonnaroo in 2019 there for a second she was like can you fucking believe this like this is all full circle you know so like she has did she like remember you or like well when they used to play here all the time, you, you know, go, right? Yeah. yeah. So she's and always had some. It sort was of like, often. You know, you were. It was a lot, and we were the same age, and just girls, and into the same shit, and we just would always talk and keep in touch, and it's fucking sixteen years later now. Yeah. <laughs> fucking crazy. Dude. Yeah. That is such a wild thing, and I remember like when when you all were down there. And just seeing like the posts that everybody was posting of just like you're just like hanging out. So you know, fun! Like, it's going again. We're going uh, the first week in September. Please, God, <sighs> if it can, get vaccinated, dude, please, dude. 
I was, and I knew we were going to talk about this, and you're the perfect guest to have on for what's going on now because you and I, like, I feel like bonded so much yeah. through the pandemic of being like, can you fucking believe this Dog, is going on right now? Oh, unbelievable. And what I love, so I'm a person who, like, every once in a while, if I get pissed off enough, I will start posting on my Instagram story being like, fuck you, you know what I mean? And and, and get into it I with relate. people. And But, you know, for the most part, I'm just like, I'll back off. Mm-hmm. What I love about you is that you have you have a good following on Instagram because of like your hair and stuff like that and like everything. So, and, and what's funny is the other day I checked oh. because like the stuff you post, like you, it makes me a little uneasy. No, 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 don't. What a, I love it so much because this is again my favorite thing about you and my favorite thing about anybody is authenticity, uh-huh. and that's the whole yeah. fucking point of this podcast yeah. is to bring on people who yeah. are just real fucking people. And you just like you don't give a fuck, and you're I like, this is dude. what it is, and this is what's going on. Fuck you, and yeah. that's exactly how you should yeah. be. And you post yeah. about it all the time in your story. And I love it. And the one day I just was like, I love how much she doesn't give a fuck. And I go to <laughs> your uh, Instagram and I'm like, you know, you have a you have like I don't know 2,500 followers or something know. like that. Uh, and just like still just like are like all like people who just follow you for like hair stuff are just yeah. you know and you're still like yeah yeah fuck. you know that's like a reason why i don't have a hair instagram yeah because it's like just authentically take it or you don't. take it or don't take dude. it or don't yes. dog you can't win them all i don't really fucking want to win them all yeah. anyway no i'm with and you and like if you just put it out there you attract that and you turn away what like doesn't match you're right and that has been like a blessing in this pandemic to be outspoken in that way because it just kind of does the work for you. Yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, weeds out the negative. Yeah, the negative energy. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's fucking awesome. My, I think my <laughs> biggest thing is that like my family is fucking huge. Yeah. Um, and are all over the place. Yeah. On like where. Yeah. You fall, you uh-huh. know. So it's like I just. Oh, and that's no shade to people who are like sitting back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just can't. I can't fucking help myself. Right. Yeah. And no, then that's what I love about you. And please, <laughs> please do not. If you ever have to question yourself about it, know that Don't. I fucking love it, and I'm sure everybody who loves you does. Um, you know, and and, I, and I'm sure it's the same thing with when I post about it. Like I'm sure my friends feel the same, but I still just get because it's like I just don't like ruffling the feathers you know yeah. uh but again it, and for me it's more of like i have just like so much family on there and it's like dude and then i gotta go fucking hang out with you at a wedding yeah. and i don't want shit to be weird because yeah. i it's said you fun. should go fuck yourself because you didn't get a vaccine which <laughs> yeah. i do thoroughly yeah. believe yeah you know i've been blessed with like a family that's super small and yeah. that mostly isn't even here anymore and they were all on like the, the good, side the this, right yeah. side. Yeah. So I don't have to think about that, but I sympathize with my friends who do because it's fucking not easy, dog, yeah. when it's your family. That's what I'm saying. And that's yeah. like the only reason I started to reserve myself was because yeah. it was like, I don't want my family members to fucking. Yeah. Because guess what? It's bigger than you. Like it affects yeah. other people. Right. Yeah. And so that's where like, you know, eventually I went on a Twitter rant recently because it was finally just like, all right, I kept my mouth shut, you know, because there's again, there's people I work with that like, you know, follow me and everything. It's like and they just like if you even bring it up, if you even bring up vaccines, they're like people get mad and it's just like, all right, I'm not going to fucking bring it up. I got my shot. I did my fucking part. I'm chilling. My life gets to go back to normal. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want. But now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Now I have to change the way that I live 
again I know. after doing my part time and time again because you won't fuck yourself. Yeah. Fuck yourself yeah. and your fucking ass. Yeah. Dog, it chaps me so bad. And like, I feel kind of bad. Like, I decided last week I was going to start like masking back up at work and shit. And I feel bad that I basically did it for two reasons. One reason being we usually hang out with Tommy's four-year-old nephew on the weekends and there are many people clients in my life who have children you know so I would like to be cautious of that and to because I have fucking shit on the calendar dog we're going to see Phoebe Bridgers we okay? are going to see Phoebe I'm Bridgers I'm going too. to work at fucking Bonnaroo yeah. I don't fucking care yeah. dog yeah. like I did my part and it does seem so fucking selfish like I hate even hearing it come out of my mouth because it's cringy but like dog that's where I'm at I feel right. like we played it so fucking safe. We did everything. We yep. got vaccinated yep. the second we could. Yep. Like, we please. did exactly. We all collectively, everybody who did get the vaccine, and ever, we all fucking collectively said we're going to do whatever we can for the greater good to get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. You know, and there's just people who just can't do one simple thing. And it all started with the fucking mask. Bro. I know, it's just dog. Like, you couldn't do one. It's the easiest thing just to look out for anybody besides yeah. yourself. Yeah. And now, and, and right, and the reason I shut the fuck up is because it was like, all right, things are going to start opening back up because now, you know, like hospitalizations were down, whatever. We protected the most vulnerable, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, you know, and if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's on fucking you now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's on you. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck anymore. My empathy for this has gone out the window yeah. because you have a choice now. Yeah. And if that's your choice, that's your choice. But now that it's like coming back on me again, yeah. it's like, no, 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 no. I did what I th- was supposed to yep. do. Yeah, and this is like the whole thing about it being like a choice. Like, you can do the like my body, my choice when we're talking abortion, when Absolutely. we're talking birth control, whatever the, and the fuck reason when we it's can, just you. And the reason we can is because it doesn't affect yeah, anybody it's else. Literally just fucking It's your body you. when your your choice when it doesn't affect anybody yes, else. Yes. And this now it affects anybody clearly else. Clearly is affecting the fucking world. Like it's amazing to me that people think that they have more knowledge about this than people who study the shit their entire life. It's because we live in a society of just individualists that are told that grew up on this mentality that we're America, we're number one, fuck everybody yeah. else. And you just like, we just are, have raised this generation of these ignorant, confident people. And that's just like my sum of everything is just yeah. like, we, it's so ignorant and so confident in their ignorance. It's fucking insane. Yeah. And you give them all a platform to talk about it. Yeah. I, yeah. So I do feel like bad being, having like that selfish, Part. It's not selfish. But also, like, all these motherfuckers are so selfish, too. They are the most selfish. Like, That's, everyone exactly. is, right? We, we did exactly what... We did the selfless part of yeah. all of it. Yeah. Now it's our time to not... It's not even selfish, because it's like, we did what we had to do, now we deserve to live our lives yeah. again. We've yeah. earned it. Yeah. That's not selfish. Yeah. What is selfish is that you think you've earned it to, to get back to normal when you did fucking nothing. Yeah. But I sit know. and bitch. The entire time about everything that was happening you know what i mean and now the argument they want to say well it's like well i still don't want to get like well now blame the the government for changing the rules i'm like no because at least they have a good argument yeah yeah you know dude you can't i'm going to phoebe bridges i'm going on tour oh, 
you're going on fucking tour, dog. And this it's is happening. the third time it got rescheduled, and it's like, dude, <sighs> it's in November, so we'll see what happens. But it's like, bro, dude, that's that's it. That's where my head is at right now. Is that are we gonna lose out on shit that's happening like very soon, or are we losing out on the winter shit? Right. Because we're losing something. Like something's got to change. Yeah. That's it's getting worse every day. We just it's never gonna end. Right. Unless. Everybody gets yeah. back. And that's the whole thing is like, I don't understand how people just like at the end of the day, it's like <laughs> if everyone has a vaccine, if, okay, let's say 1% of people have a medical reason not to get a vaccine. It's okay. probably less than that. Okay. Right. Yeah. If 99% of people have a vaccine, we have no coronavirus. Yeah. It still exists. Yeah. Yes. But we can keep living uh-huh. our lives. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, because we don't have to worry about anybody getting sick from it because that's how herd immunity works. Yeah. And end of the day, the most amount of people we have vaccinated, the better. Yeah. So it's like if you have no medical reason not to get it, a real medical reason, there's the I think the biggest one is that as far as like people I've talked to, the biggest reason they have not to get it is the uh, fertility thing. Okay. And it's literally and, and there's no evidence that supports it. It's just that as a as a society, our generation, as we get older, like we we are, are a generation that's having kids much later in life, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, when as you get into like your thirties, it becomes more difficult to have children, mm-hmm. right? The statistics start to change, and that and what I think a lot of it is is people going, well, you know, I just don't want to take any more chances. Yeah. I'm already yeah. losing my probability of having a child. I'm you know, but it's like. Uh, but it's not connected. Yeah. Like these things are not connected. And it's yeah. like, and you're not going to fucking have yeah. a child if you're dead. Yeah. And I know you think. <laughs> I know. You're not going to. Right. And you Dude. know, you think you're not going to get it. But the thing is how this virus works and how we've seen it work is a variant happens and it's worse. It's more dangerous. Yeah. And it's, that's just going to keep happening. Yeah. It's just going to keep mutating and getting worse. And now it's affecting people younger and younger oh, yeah. because the most vulnerable, the old people are all protected from yeah. it. So now it mutates to get stronger. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. And if you don't fucking do something, <laughs> I know. it's just going to keep fucking. I you know up, dog. It's, um, it's, and Joe Rogan needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's fucking insane because it's just, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it. I fucking got it. And I, I was it. safe as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. So anybody who th- who's like more afraid of the vaccine than COVID, like doggy, you gonna be getting it probably pretty soon. Yeah, and the thing it's is, coming. like, I got it, and I wasn't like sick from it. Yeah, but I lost my taste and smell, uh-huh. and like, and I know it's <laughs> it's probably shitty to complain about it because how many people were killed. But the taste and smell thing, dude. Yeah, like I would take a vaccine that fucked me up, like on my deathbed yeah. for two weeks to, because my taste and smell are still fucked up. Really? Yeah. It's been like yeah. six months, and like still like and you're smell, young, dog. and smells that I like really liked smell terrible yeah. to me now. Like the every anything, any shampoo, conditioner, hand soap, toothpaste, anything like yeah. that smells like the same chemical mm. to me, and any like weed coffee um certain like spices mm-hmm. all smells the same to me it all smells bad cilantro smells fucking awful to me now oh my god yeah it's super weird man it's like it's super weird and i hate it and it's just like dude yeah so that's even for that little amount you know what i mean obviously i was very lucky yeah but even that little amount it's like dude get the like it's yeah. mi- it's a miserable thing that's what i say too i had for me it was like a fucking harsh cold and it lasted like 
at least 10 days. Yeah. And there were those couple days here and there where you would be like, oh, I might be getting a little relief. And then it would just like come back for yeah. you. And I was just like hot and didn't feel good. I was just like exhausted. Yeah. That was really the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it, and I got it between vaccines. So when I got Same. the second Same. you did. Yeah. Yeah. So when I got the second vaccine, that shit kicked my fucking ass. Yeah. But dog, I'll go through it once a year. I don't give a shit. Yeah, right. I don't care if I have to get it and still wear a mask. Like having this little taste where I got to take it off was nice. Yeah. But like I've been wearing it to work for 10, 12 hours sometimes. Yeah. Like whatever. If we can do the shit we want to do, but we have to get a yeah. vaccine and have to wear a mask. Like I'd rather have that. A thousand percent. I agree. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And now I have, I'm going to see the story so far who like, you know, that's my, yeah. like, I was like, someone asked me recently, like if I had to pick one, like my favorite band of all time, I'm like, it's really hard. Yeah. I'm like, it's like Blink-182 is like my childhood, uh -huh. you know, but like story so far was like teenager. Yeah. You know, like 16 years old, the story so far was my band, you know? So it's like, but I'm seeing the story so far, um, in Rochester Okay. and that same venue, um, what venue anthology mm, Yeah. just had a show there uh -huh. and they said you had to prove your vaccination status if you didn't have a vaccine, you had to do a negative test and everybody had to be masked. I saw that. And that was a decision they said by them and the artist. Uh -huh. So I don't know if it's going to be the same thing. Right. I assume it's going to be. Yeah. But my thing is like, dude, I'm going to a story so far show. Moshing, crowd surfing. Like, is a mask really going to help me? You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to wear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm yeah, just yeah. like, I what know. Are, like, what are we doing here? I you know. know. I don't know. I'm just, I don't want to feel like we keep taking steps backwards. I just want to be able to get on. Yeah. we. I saw a TikTok that was literally just this dude. And it's like a five second TikTok. And he just goes, we were so close to precedented times. And <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the whole thing. I think I saw that. Yeah. And it's like, and it's just like, yeah, dude, for real. And then the, the Oxford <laughs> pennant thing that, oh that my was like, God. I can't believe we're still doing that's this. That's a fucking good one. So good. Yeah. It's so good because it's like, they didn't really say anything. I want to buy it. I know. Is it for sale? I don't know. I think it was just like a yeah, meme. A little but, gimmick. Uh, dude, it's it should so, be. so, so good because suck. it was like, that was the iconic thing at the beginning of the pandemic was the together we will see uh -huh. this through. Yeah. And that was like everybody got yeah. that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was like a huge thing. It was the biggest gift you could get anybody. Yeah. And it was such a nice like this is such a tough time. Let's get this. Whatever. Yo, a sign of the fucking times at the beginning of those like harsh couple months at the beginning. I was walking Bogan and somebody had it hanging in their window and I like as I was, I, Bogan was peeing or whatever, I'm just standing there staring at it and just like one corner fell and it just like swung and flipped backwards. I'm like, yeah, that's how, that's how, the vibe. Yeah, it's a very apocalyptic. Yeah. 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 It's like the, uh, the dust bowl. Yeah. Or the dust thing, whatever it is, uh, rolling by. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they do that, and then yesterday, <laughs> or a few days ago, I don't know when it was, but they posted that thing of the same same colors and everything, same font, it's and just so saying, good. yeah, I can't believe we're still doing this, and everybody was sharing it, and I'm like, that Whoever is did that gets a raise. Beautiful. Oxford Pennant does they everything get a little bonus. so well. The the My Chemical Romance line they just dropped is so sick, Yeah, uh, and I'm excited to, to get some of that for sure. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, what else is going on? I feel like there's way more that we can definitely talk about. Mm. 
we talked about we didn't talk about weed we can talk, we can about, talk weed. about weed weed's great <laughs> i'll always talk about weed yeah i love weed same dude and I, I don't talk about weed enough on this podcast i haven't gotten high before this podcast yeah. before i had I a was, little gummy tbh i was i was <laughs> thinking about i was like if there was one person i'm like i'm gonna have one. i was like it'd be me and bob that would smoke before but i would just like lose my train of thought the entire time you know yeah I mean? i've had a couple little moments it's all right we're doing great um, um yeah uh when did you start smoking weed? I think like middle school. Yeah, same. I um, was in like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. And like really like I really fucking loved weed. Yeah, same. Always. Straight up. Um, did you ever stop? Yeah. Okay. I did because uh, my last serious relationship before Tommy was not about it. And at that point, I had already been consistently smoking weed for like a very long time. So I was like, you know, if it bothers you that much, like, I don't have to do that. Stupid fucking 20-year-old Bev, you know? <laughs> and I <laughs> I didn't do it for, yeah. like, five years. And it honestly felt like no big thing. Sure. And then uh, I was in Boston with my friend Corinne and... We were hanging out with a couple of these dudes we knew and we were like sitting in one of their SUVs parked on a street somewhere and they like passed a bowl back to us. And I'm like, you know, one is fine. Yeah. Had the fucking time of my life, dog. Awesome. And I'm like, why did I ever fucking stop? This makes me so happy and I'm having so much fun. And then for the duration of our relationship, I just hid my weed usage And yeah, that's like a bad fucking sign, right? Yeah, totally. But yeah, so then I end up ending the relationship and then just could be open about my weed use. And it has progressed like in different ways over the years. And I feel like I'm like a very functional stoner. How old were you when you got out of that relationship? Um, Like 28. Wow. 28, 27. uh long relationship yeah it was like seven eight years yeah yeah um and it was like i i had to it was done i mean i was hiding smoking weed for like a few years i mean even off the bat that it was like you wouldn't do it right you know the fact that somebody but like you you see that now but when you're 20 years old you're like and you're just like all all about somebody it's like yeah i'll change exactly who i Uh am you know yeah Yeah. ew so cringy dog i did the exact same thing not me my uh my first relationship um i was 17 yeah when we got into it um and same thing like it was like she just like didn't really like like it's like she didn't like me yeah right i know <laughs> and wanted me to be somebody else and yeah. then i was like okay i'll try and yeah. i did that for a while yep um for like three years and then uh eventually got out of it and it was it was it was rough and it was a rough yeah. i mean even three years for me it was like 18 to or you know 17 to 20 um you know i'm in started a relationship in high school and i was so far gone like lost myself in it yeah that by the time it's over i end the relationship and i'm in, i'm 20 and i'm a sophomore in college and i'm like i don't even know what just happened yeah. like i don't even know who i am yeah and i don't know and my fr- and i'm living with my friends who have gotten two years out of a college experience yeah. that i didn't that i didn't get to yeah. have yeah and uh yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird thing to to. So I can't imagine eight years, and then f- you probably just feel lost. You know. Yeah, you know. Especially your twenties. Uh, so like the 
for like most of that year before I officially ended it, I was like, I think I was like preparing to end it. Like, I think I so, knew, yeah. I think I knew. Um, so now imagine like being me in this relationship of going on eight years and in the middle of this like mental internal struggle, Paramore releases after laughter. <sighs> Dog. Wow. Some things just hit a little too yeah, close, you know, yeah. and I was like that that'll be forever my favorite album of all time. Yeah, it has to be. But um wow. Yeah, so that was like a nice little treat for me during that shitty year. Yeah. Um but yeah, so got out of that and just am very open about smoking weed and about everything really that relationship i think just taught me to be like what was I, just, I mean what i just said yeah. that i love about yeah. you you know what i mean yeah. is that you're just totally unapologetically yourself yeah. you know? so i feel like that probably coupled with so many fucking parents and friends dying i'm just like fuck it yeah, whatever yeah um but the real like kicker is that motherfucker smokes weed now and started smoking weed like immediately and has a fucking weed tattoo. And I'm like, Dog, wow. I don't even have a weed tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get one that's like way sicker. Yeah. It's, <laughs> dude, that is great. I mean, uh, but you know, good because it could probably really help him. So <laughs> nice. Kill him with kindness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I started smoking weed when I was like 14. Okay. 13, 14. Where would you like smoke weed? So my buddy, my childhood best friend uh, lived two houses down. Okay. And so like his parents would be gone and we would just straight up smoke in his room. Okay. And uh, he just, he had a bong mm-hmm. and... Uh, Did you start off yeah, on a bong? Yeah. Oh, I appreciate and, uh, that. And we would just like sit by his window with the window open uh-huh. and just like spoof it out. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, my... My older brothers smoked weed too, so just okay. like whenever my parents weren't home, like they would like roll up a joint, and uh-huh. I would. So joint, I mean, joints are like my favorite thing, yeah. and I think that was just because like that was my my bonding yeah. thing with my brother. My brother and I like have had a, and I'm, he won't mind me talking about this because <laughs> we're pretty open about. We've had a bit of a rocky relationship. Uh-huh. Um, of just like you know, we've had times where we fucking hated each yeah. other, and just like you know, he, he made my life hell as a kid for a while. It's yeah. my brother. So, I mean, he's my fucking best friend now. Yeah. So, but growing up, it was like he, when I was like maybe 14, 15, he invited me to smoke weed with him <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, like this is not, you know I mean? Not something I would have ever expected. Yeah. And so I was like, of course. Absolutely. You know what I mean? a, a, and to me, it was just like a moment to bond with yeah. my brother. Yeah. Like and he asked was, you to do something. Right. And so, and he was a joint guy. So it was like for me smoking joints was just like it's always been my favorite thing because it was just yeah. what me and my brother would do together and stuff so i love that yeah it was dope and that's how i mean me and him eventually formed like a good relationship that is and that's a lot of my family like at family like i was just at a wedding my cousin's wedding two weekends ago and it's uh-huh. just like it's just a custom that it's like everybody brings two joints yeah and it's like throughout the it. night we all go and we light them up and uh-huh. pass them around and it's just like a there's a really it's a bonding thing and I really like it. And I, I enjoy it so much more than drinking. Oh God. Um, and yeah. I, you know, and I'm a person who, you know, I had to stop drinking at one point. Um, and I stopped drinking for eight months and, uh, and now, you know, and then the pandemic hit and I was like, I need a fucking drink. Yeah. But, uh, 
but now I, and it was actually my cousin's wedding that I finally came to this realization that it's like, dude, I have found an amazing balance in my life of Uh smoking and drinking where it's like, I just smoke way more. And when I'm high, I don't want to drink. So it's like, I just will like sip on a beer and Uh then I don't get fucked up. And then the high just wears out and then I'm just tired and I go to bed and it's just like, it's amazing. And then I don't feel like shit. Yeah, I know. It's phenomenal. It's really a perfect place to be. Yeah. I love weed and I love talking about it and I hate that it's like you know there's this like still kind of the stigma around it or still like people who don't like yeah and I feel like like everybody just kind of thinks you're lazy yeah there's all this shit I really don't think I'm fucking lazy like I I, literally if I do feel lazy if I'm just like fuck I don't want to clean the house I'm like nah I'm gonna rip the bong that you bought for me thank you no problem. And um, well, yeah, I mean, and that was another. Bonding. That's how I know you're good people, too, is like you barely knew me and you bought me yeah. a bomb. Well, that was the thing is like, <laughs> you know, when we first met, you know, I and I met like I knew Tommy first and you guys were just so, um, you know, welcoming to me. Yeah. You know, I wasn't always a kid who had like a, a who, who fit in well or, you know, I, 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 I was kind of like I bounced around from group to group, but I never had like solid. Yeah. You know, relationships with people. Um. I did not say that I didn't have any. I, I did. But like when somebody like is as welcoming as, as you two were to me as like just like a new guy around. Yeah. And when just you're like older that, and you're a new person, it's not like you grew up together. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that just like that means a lot to me. And just like, you know, we bonded over music and smoking like we would, you yeah. know, we would smoke together when we'd be out together. You'd hand me the pen and stuff. And though it was just something we always bonded over. Yeah. So like, you know, and yeah, we didn't know each other that well at the time. And then I remember you posting about uh-huh. it just like saying that you didn't have a bomb or something didn't. and then I think your birthday might have been coming I up I think it was like Christmas. Christmas and I was yeah. just like and you know what and that's me like to like Christmas like I don't really want anything yeah I love getting oh, shit for other people me too. like I get so caught up in like oh let me uh you know so I see that and I'm like I'm gonna yeah. buy a bomb. yeah that was so I mean? nice and I literally use it every day thank you Hell so yeah. much I'm glad you do um there was a reason <laughs> why we were talking uh, about it's not you're not lazy you rip the ball and oh you clean the yeah house. and like put on your favorite music like super loud dog i am so happy doing yeah, that i love it so like yeah i also like eat a bunch of gummies and like go hiking like i don't feel My like it's a lazy thing. have thing. you so have you fucked with the delta eight at all have you tried yeah it? i have just once yeah and i really liked it it's great yeah. i think it's fantastic um for anybody who doesn't know delta eight is a different type of marijuana it comes from hemp instead of cannabis um, I have no idea. So it's just a different type of THC. So, so the regular type of weed you smoke is Delta 9, okay. apparently. Okay. And this is Delta 8. So whatever okay. the fuck that means. But it's a completely different kind of high. But you still are very stoned. Okay. But there is... And, and the common thing that when I talk to everybody who's done is there's zero anxiety attached yeah. to it. Like you are just ripped and you feel good. And it's it's amazing. And so I get the gummies of the yeah. Delta 8. and That's uh, what I had from Bison. Nice. And... Uh, just pop one of those and it's like it's such a nice high and so yeah. i would uh like beginning of the summer i would eat one and then my brother and i would go frolfing yeah and it dude, was just like the, the best. best to just go hiking through the the ridge and just you know like yeah you know go on an adventure and just you're fucking ripped and yeah it's the best you know um katie b she's one of my best friends with the long yeah i follow her on instagram hair. i've never met her yeah. but she is like such good people she's one of my favorite people on this planet i love her they people are not made like her and um she is my fucking weed bitch like i think that i smoke weed 
That bitch fucking smokes wow. weed. Wow. And you, yeah. And like <laughs> edibles, like sh- we're on the same fucking level and most people just aren't. And we just vibe in that way. I love that. And um, so she and her boyfriend, Matt, are very into disc golf. So when me and Tommy went to visit them, they live in Michigan um, earlier in the summer. I don't know when it was, but we went disc golfing with them and I'm like, I'm not going to play because I don't play. And I was just holding Bogan. Um, but Katie just rolls up like mad blunts. She's a blunt lady. Nice. Yeah. And like, I, I fucking, appreciate a good blunt. Yeah. I yeah. love a blunt, yeah. but I can't. Not all the time. I can't roll a blunt either. I can't roll shit. I buy the cones, dude. I buy Stuff the cones them. too, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone is always like, Tommy's sister, her mind was like blown about like cones. I'm like, yeah, doggy. Yeah, it's best. like, I, I know. can't when roll I was up. at I was at Tommy's uh-huh. uh, with you guys a few yeah. weeks ago. And her and I were talking about that. Uh-huh. I'm just like, I can't roll a joint for shit, yeah. dude. I just, it's just not my skill set. Um, um, so Katie's like a blunt lady and <laughs> the only other person is Chaz's fiance, Ben. Yeah. Love him so much too, but they are like blunt people. And that's the only time I get to smoke a blunt and Katie lives in Michigan. So it's not that often. Yeah. But like Katie is like rolling mad blunts. This bitch rips them. <laughs> like she smokes me under the table for sure. That's but like insane. I had such a blast just being outside not even playing just watching them play and smoking blunts with katie it's the best thing yeah. um we have Chez's bachelorette in vegas in like a couple weeks <laughs> yeah um it's gonna be wild it's just me Chez, lamp <clears throat> and katie b have you ever been to vegas no. i i've gone once uh-huh. um it is not a place I thought I was going to enjoy. Yeah. Like that's I was what very, everyone says. I was very like, I don't know if I'm a Vegas guy. Yeah. Because I'm not like a party guy, yeah, really, same. you know? Uh, it any Literally any single person can have fun uh-huh. there. It's that's, just like, there's so much to do. Yeah. So many different options. And if you go with the right people, yep. you're going to have a fucking blast. Yeah. And you don't have to spend a bunch of money. Yeah. Like you think you do, but you don't. Yeah. That's basically what everybody says. Um, but How long are you going for? Like three or four days. Perfect. Right? Yeah. I went for five. Too and much. that was the dumbest shit yep. we ever did. That's None of us had ever gone too. before. Yeah. 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 Um, but... We all just like are older and we don't drink as much anymore. So like we're definitely going to drink there, but we're lightweights. But me and Katie smoke a bunch of fucking weed. So I was like, we can't be like going back to the hotel to roll blunts for as often as I know Katie is going to be like wanting to smoke blunts. So I'm just going to buy one of those like vintage like cigarette holders. Yeah. And I'm going to, we'll just have like 20 joints on us. And just whenever we want to smoke, we got them there. There you go, yeah. And I feel like that's going to be like a big lifesaver there to just have it and not have to roll up all the time. Yeah, I just, my my buddy and I did that. Uh, We went to Firefly Music Festival in 2015. Where is that? Uh, Dover, Delaware. Okay. Yeah, real weird spot. But uh, we ended up, him and I just bought an ounce and just rolled it all into to joints and brought it down this is perfect yeah, yeah. You just be able to use it like cigarettes yep. and just pull them out but dude even with the cones i like started to fill it up and i got three in i'm like i'm fucking bored you gotta get the i'll show you before you leave my brother has it. it's called the six shooter oh shit. you can pack six cones at a time okay 
That's what I need. Yeah, I'll show you. Okay. It's 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 amazing, and that's why he bought it. Okay. Literally for that purpose of like going on a trip. Yeah. You literally just put six put the six cones in. It's made by Raw. Raw uh-huh. makes it. Yeah. Uh, and you just dump your grinder into it, and then you just shake the thing up, and they just are all packed. Are you fucking mind blown? Uh, do you follow the Raw? account on instagram you I should don't even know so it's it's called rock and roll okay it's r-a-w-k um and it's the is dude, that their official it's the owner okay <clears throat> it's the guy who started raw papers okay he's this super weird dude but he's so goddamn funny he's so like pure and uh he just comes up with all these inventions and he anytime they have a new product he announces it and shows you how to use it and he's like oh have you ever had this happen when you're smoking now there's an easy way to do this yeah, so it's yeah. like so that's how we found the six shooter and it's like, that's okay, amazing. so yes. yeah, during the pandemic, that was like, yes. <laughs> we would meet all my brothers. Cause that was like part of every day during quarantine was like, at the end of the day, I would get done work. I was the only one who stayed working. Okay. So I was working from home and when I would get done with the day, like I'd be, you know, be done and, and convene with my brothers and they would be like, and then we would roll up and, uh-huh. uh, would smoke we would call it an after dinner mint uh-huh. so like yes. we would all eat dinner and then we would roll up and, and hang out on the porch or whatever and uh we would just watch that dude the dude who runs raw papers yeah just watch his thing oh and just God. and then we just buy all the shit you know <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing um i don't have anything else to talk about i don't know if you have anything that you want to plug or anything with crown or um <clears throat> no i'm not a plug it. guy good good <laughs> i love it um all right bev grace uh, thank you so much for coming on thank uh, this you for is, uh, having this is a blast i think this is so my favorite fun. episode i ever did i have so much fun like it's just easy and fun to talk to you yeah same and Likewise. i feel like you just get it so it's always blessed that's really that's the only way i can describe why we're good friends it's just like <laughs> ah she just gets it man like there's people who get it and there's people who don't who don't and you get it yeah so i'm very very blessed to have you in my life feelings so. mute love it All right. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Later.